Today is Tuesday, May 29th, 2018, and you're listening to the official VIEW News. I'm Greg Pollack. And I'm Adam Jar. Links to all these stories can be found in our weekly newsletter and on news.viewjs.org. In library news this week, Vue Press has seen a few big releases lately, now at version 0.10.0, which uses Babel version 7 and contains a few new small features and a bunch of bug fixes. We want to remind you that View Contributor Day is coming up on June 6 and starts at 9 a.m. Eastern. There'll be a State of the Union, community updates in tooling, education, and mobile development, followed by an open discussion or ask me anything with the rest of the community. I'll be there along with other View contributors talking about how to get more involved with the View ecosystem. Last week, Egoist released a minimalistic framework for building static websites using Vue.js called Saber.js. And how is this different from, say, Nuxt or ViewPress? Well, Nuxt has a bunch of extra features you don't need when you're just loading static websites. Plus, with Nuxt, data is fetched both on the server and the client. Whereas in Saber, data is prefetched only at compile time. Also, with regards to ViewPress, they both work mostly the same way, except Saber.js doesn't enforce the theme system that ViewPress uses, which could make it better for building a custom app. And if that's not enough, Egoist has also created a library called Ream, which seems to be doing the same-ish thing, building server-rendered or static websites using Vue.js under the hood. Wait, so two libraries that do the same-ish thing by the same person? (laughs) Right, which is Egoist, who has 658 repos on GitHub, and who knows if he's really just a machine or an AI or a man, we'll never know. (laughs) Dun-dun-dun! When done well, animations can help orient your users to what is happening on your web page. But when done poorly, they can confuse and disorient your user. What just happened? Right, exactly. So to make it easier to animate well, Vue provides us with two nice components, transition and transition group. These are based on CSS animations. But then there's also state transitions. Maybe when you want to animate shapes when your data goes from one state to another? Yep, and Vue team member Eduardo San Martin Morote just released the slides from his talk where he explains what state transitions are, how they differ from CSS transitions, and he covers good and bad practices while demoing some practical implementations. Guillaume Chow's slides from Vue Barcelona are also up, and he walks through the why and how to use GraphQL inside your Vue application. GraphQL allows you to write queries, which get sent into your API so you only get the data you need. Right, which to me seems like the biggest selling point for using the technology. You can be much more optimized with data that gets sent back and forth between your client and server. You know, rather than, say, calling a REST API, pulling all 200 records and then filtering through them, with GraphQL, I can just query for the two records I'm really interested in. So would you use this as your database? Well, usually you have another database that sits behind GraphQL. Could be Postgres, could, could be Mongo. You can even have multiple databases sitting behind GraphQL and use it as the interface which ties all the different databases together. Nice, and does Vue have good tooling to use with GraphQL? Yeah, there's Vue Apollo, which integrates the Apollo GraphQL library into your Vue components with declarative queries, and then there's Vue CLI plugin Apollo, which is a Vue CLI 3 plugin to make it easy to add Apollo and GraphQL to your project. Both are maintained by, guess who? Egoist. <laughs> no, that, that is the obvious <laughs> answer. But no, it's uh, Guillaume who did the talk. 
When prototyping a new interactive element, it's helpful to scaffold your app's layout to see how the new piece fits within the rest of your application. Yeah, prototyping can be really helpful, but it can be time-consuming to essentially rebuild an app layout just to explore a small interaction. Right, and if you make the scaffold look exactly like the live app, then you might be inviting the team to get distracted talking about design issues unrelated to the issue you're actually exploring. <laughs> like, I love these little rabbit holes. Yeah, that I, I can totally feel that pain where you make one improvement and then your team wants to make 10 more. Right. And with all that in mind, V1 Labs recently started a new open source component framework called ProtoView. Their goal is to give designers and developers a tool to assemble an abstracted layout to frame a prototype in under five minutes. One Minute JS has started to write a series profiling and interviewing the unsung heroes of the Vue.js community, and this week they're highlighting Natalia Tepluina, a front-end developer based in the Ukraine who recently became the CTO for Vue Vixens. That's Jen Looper's initiative. Yeah, Vue Vixens is a diversity initiative to familiarize women and those who identify as such with Vue. They create and run workshops for unrepresented groups in a supportive and inclusive environment. Nice. Can you tell I copied and pasted that so I got it just right? A little bit. <laughs> I was trying to be really inclusive. Of your C and V key? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you want to learn more about Natalia and Vue Vixens, definitely check out the article and go to viewvixens.org to learn about the many upcoming workshops they're offering. As we know, modern web frameworks are component-based. Reusable code is encapsulated in what are essentially building blocks for web applications. And this component-based approach is expanding outside of just individual frameworks like Vue or React. Browser support is emerging for native web components. Whoa, and how are native web components different than regular Vue components? Well, because they're built to be native to the browser, they can be used just like normal HTML elements. So whether that web component was built in Vue or React or Angular, it can be consumed in any of those frameworks or without any framework at all. Whoa, so I can build components in Vue, but if I build them using this web component wrapper library, then my friends in React and Angular can use it? A new tutorial by Anthony Gore walks through how to create a simple web component using Vue CLI and the new Vue web component wrapper library you just mentioned. We've seen a few articles that show how to use Firebase authentication, and sometimes they can be a little too simplistic, as Michael Bujowski discovered recently. So he created an article that solves three problems that he ran into. So what problems did he run into? First was how to update components that depend on user authentication when the user changes. Second was to separate Firebase authentication logic from the app. And third was how to require login on a particular route and then continue to it after sign-in. Those all sound like pretty reasonable concerns. Could you separate the Firebase authentication into a plugin? Yeah, and that's exactly what he did. Then stored the user in Vuex to update components when the user state changes. And finally, he shows how to require login on particular routes from inside router.js using meta information inside the route. Last week, Eder Diaz wrote up a fantastic user interface tutorial showing how to implement a scrolling list interface where each card in the list, when it reaches the top and you scroll, shrinks and becomes transparent. So they basically animate out when they go up off the list. And in the tutorial, he shows a great example of using filters to format data visually, custom directives to detect scrolling, and math. That's right. Math, math. <laughs> <laughs> to detect where a box is on the page so you can apply a 3D transform. 
If you've dabbled in Vue but haven't built a full app yet, Savvy Apps has a very in-depth tutorial that starts with the Vue CLI and shows how to incorporate Vuex as well as how to use Firebase for data storage and authentication. Wait a second. This sounds like your upcoming real-world view, view mastery course. Yeah, they, we cover a lot of the same concepts. This tutorial is fully text-based, though, so if you learn by reading, this could be a good starting point for you. Thanks for listening to the official View News podcast. Be sure to tune in every week for the latest news in the View community. 